Previously on Plotty Town. You don't think he owns an island? But Oh, I think he does, but not for and probably for tax evasion purposes. <laughs> I say that apropos of literally no evidence. <laughs> I'm just Okay. Was that Someone a, from that universe. Yes. The extended Fat Albert universe. Anyway. The FAU. Can, yeah. The FAU, yeah. Anyway to reference Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick Daniels is talking you out of it. She's like, I don't know, he's crazy, man. He might, if you want to try it, go ahead, but Hey everyone, and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail with all the necessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chomp Slap. Point this at his balls. If he makes a move, shoot to kill his balls. <laughs> On the other side of the table is Dr. Scientist. You've barely touched your banana kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> And my name is Papa Scotch, and as I always say, we didn't cross the border, the border crossed us. <laughs> Welcome to Potty Time. <laughs> so, uh, we have a very super-duper special episode for you assholes today. Oh. We are we are going to sit here, we're going to talk about some of the... I'm going to go ahead and say the best Nintendo games ever released. Up there. Yeah. It's got to be top ten. Did this once before. And this is our number two setup. We're going to be talking about Nintendo games. What kind of games? Uh, well, let's tease it a little bit, guys. What do you? Th- what kind of games are we getting into today? Some uh, genre-defying, seminal yeah. RPGs, JRPGs. Some arcade games. Side-scrolling beat 'em ups. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, do you guys? Have any fond memories of playing any of these games? I played the first two Final Fantasies. Oh, Fantasy oh. I don't remember much of the second one. I did not play the third one. You didn't play them when they came out. Yeah, dude. 89. Yeah. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Soon after. I was there. You didn't you fucking liar. Sometime after, but yeah, not right when they came out. All right. And was three released in North America, or was that uh, Japan only? Or two was and that three just... are both Japan only. But I played a, oh, okay. like yeah. a remake of two. See, he played it in Japanese in 89. <laughs> so, liar. so technically, he, he played it and didn't understand a single fucking thing going on. I got the gist. <laughs> I picked up what I know what I needed to know. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Big deal. Uh, I definitely played the shit. Out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I got to the same part and kept dying over and over and over again. I never, yep. I never beat it. I didn't. Yeah, first time I saw a beat was watching a speed run a couple months ago. Ever- I know. I I never beat it, but I do know one time I was using Game Genie and I got to the last boss, but I never beat it. Jeez. That was the only time I got anywhere close. Like I, I. If you were using the, the Game, Game Genie to get there, how did you die at the boss? I don't recall. I just remember getting very close to the end and not beating. Maybe I died uh, at some point in the Technodrome. Mm. That's very possible too. <laughs> but that fucking game, we'll get into it. We'll, 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 we'll get into it. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, also, we're gonna be talking about today Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, the arcade game. I think I beat this one. No way. Can't you? Isn't there infinite continues? You can put in the code, which is B A B A up down B A left right B A. 
select start mm -hmm. or just start if it's one person that gives you nine well 10 lives instead of your standard three so i beat it definitely using the cheat code yeah for sure but uh i remember it not being that easy i think you think you do get some continues right yeah i think so not in the arcade but well in the arcade you could have four people playing at once yeah yeah, this was uh, the probably most direct port from the arcade to the NES yeah. for the Turtles yeah. series. Uh, there were some changes we'll go over, but for the most part, it was pretty much a one-for-one. One. But uh, I always remember, maybe it's just me, you know, maybe it's just nostalgia talking, but I remember the arcade's graphics being way more refined than the NES ones. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Course. Like, they scaled it back for the home console release? Had to. Yeah. So uh, Yeah, Nintendos aren't as powerful as arcade machines. <laughs> so we're going to get into it today. We're going to talk about, count them, five Nintendo games. Hopefully. Whoa. And uh, how about, we'll start with the Final Fantasy game. How does that sound? All right. Start with Final Fantasy 2. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy, from what I saw, it was released 1987. Yeah. In Japan. For the NES and the Famicom. So, Dr. Scientist, this is your jam. And, man, I'll tell you what. I tried, man. I tried really <laughs> hard. But they throw so much information at you. It, and the videos we watched, it, it was like a 10, 12-minute summary yeah. of just what happened in Final Fantasy One. And I was like, holy fuck, this is dense. <laughs> yeah, it's just information, information. I was... Yeah. Not prepared for that at all. So let's let lead us through, Doctor Scientist. Final Fantasy, OG. Where do we start? All right. Well, you kind of just wake up as four warriors with orbs. You just start that way, and the only place you can go is the the town and the castle. And you go in there and you find out that the princess has been kidnapped by the Knight Garland. Oh. So you got to go save her. So you do. You go up and you fight at Garland and you save the queen. Are princess. you are you saying they ripped off the plot to to uh, Super Mario Brothers? That's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. No, that's not what I'm saying. That is exactly what you're saying. That's what I heard. <laughs> princess is in another castle. I'm pretty sure they say these exact words. <laughs> <laughs> Monkeys throwing barrels. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. But the king's all happy, so he uh, fixes the bridge that has been destroyed, so you can go on with your quest to. Uh, you don't know what it is exactly yet. Mm -hmm. So you walk to the next town and you beat up some pirates and steal their ship, which is ironic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you start this large fetch quest, series of fetch quests to do where you go in this underground cave, you find a crown, and then you give it to this elf who turns out to be a bad guy. And then you kill him and you get an eye for this witch. And then you give the eye to the witch and she gives you an herb which wakes up the elf prince who's just been cursed yep. and he gives you a key and the key opens magical chests and then you find TNT in one of the key chests mm -hmm. and you give it to this dwarf and he opens up the rest of the world for you basically he like blows up the Panama Canal so you get to the ocean so you can go to islands and yeah, shit you can go anywhere you want in this game right now Whoa! as long as there's a port you can land at so you go to the first town which is right outside where it is and uh, the earth's dying it's going to kind of crops aren't growing or whatnot. And the people tell you there's a vampire sucking power from the earth. So you go and uh, you fight the vampire. As one would. Yeah. Sure. Naturally. And, they have uh, to die. You find out he has a ruby and you take the ruby. And 
after you kill the vampire, the guy tell you that you can go talk to this uh, Sarda. He has information about what's happening. But you have to pass this Titan, and he wants the ruby to eat. So you Eat it? Him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he eats it. Huh. What so a you, waste. <laughs> he's a Titan, though. So you give him the ruby, he lets you pass, and you go talk to this sage. And he tells you that the actual cause of the earth dying is even further down in the cave. And you need this rod to get there. So he gives you a rod. Did you say rod? Yes. R-O-D. Gotcha. Like a fishing rod. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why. Or an inanimate carbon rod. I don't yeah. know. Of course. Of course. It's some right kind of rod. And you fight it's your way. Good, th- look, good looking rod. Good looking rod. <laughs> you fight your way through the earth temple and uh, you end up fighting what is known as a fiend of the elements, Lich here, who's the earth elemental fiend. Mm-hmm. And after you beat him, you can restore your earth orb, one of the orbs you're carrying. Where do you get the orbs? Do they ever tell you? No, you just kind of start with you them. You just have them? Yeah. You're heroes of light, so I guess that's part of what it is. And it passed down for generations. So the next place you can go, well, you can go almost anywhere, but that you should go is this lake. You can go in, you get a canoe from somebody, and you can go across lakes and stuff. And you get to this town there, and they tell you that you have to. There's a bunch of sages there who tell you that you have to restore the orbs to try and fix the world because everything's kind of going to shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll I'll do it in the way I played it, not the way the game. Whoa, whoa, it. whoa! <laughs> yeah. Do you get the airship now? No, I did not. Mm. That's what First I. First thing I did was go to the volcano because that's apparently where the fire fiend is. Obviously, yes. So you go through the volcano and you beat Carrie. It, she's called Carrie in this, but she's Marilith later in other iterations. Who's like a just a multi-armed snake who's whatever. And after you beat her, I went to the ice cave after this, which is in a similar area. Four. What? You idiot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you even play video games before? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you fight through the ice cave, annoying, and you find this stone which lets you awaken the sleeping airship that's buried under the desert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now you can fly wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Badass. Yeah. And the uh, first thing you could, I did after this was you go. You can go to this like castle that's in the middle of these islands and there's the Dragon King Bahamut's in there. And he gives you a test and if you pass the test, he'll promote you, I guess, to better classes. And it's just go through this thing and get a rat's tail at the end of this long dungeon. And you go through that and it upgrades your class. Like warriors become knights. And mm-hmm. Oh, yes. The mages, you get better, better weapons and better skills. Better skills, yeah. Now there's a long sort of out of the way thing to do. Because you're trying to get to the, the water fiend and the air fiend yet. Mm-hmm. To try and restore those. And to get to the water fiend, you have to go find this merchant and buy a bottle. And then you open the bottle and there's a fairy in there who gives you water breathing. Yeah, lets you breathe underwater. Kind of like uh, in Futurama, but it's not a suppository. <laughs> and Good news. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, the people in this one town are telling you that the mermaids are being uh, and you go down to this. Gotta save the mermaids. Yeah, you gotta save the mermaids. So you go in the underground castle and you save the mermaids and you fight your way to 
Kraken, who is the water fiend, and you have to beat Kraken. And then you restore the water orb. Mm-hmm. So that's three orbs down. Yep, three orbs down. One to go. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> now to get into Tiamat's place, where the air, the air one is, you first have to find this robot who's behind a waterfall, and he gives you a cube, which lets you open up the ta- this tower. And you have to find this, I guess it's like a Rosetta Stone, and you take it to another sage, and he teaches you how to speak this language that's been dead for years. And then you go find this town that's in the middle of the mountains where you can actually, after you learn the language, you can speak to the people. And they tell you that the fiends destroyed their civilization years ago and they sent warriors back and nobody came. But now that they also give you entrance into the Mirage Tower, which is where the air fiend is. So you fight your way through that. You beat the air fiend. Tie him at. Boom. Four orbs. Yep. Four orbs. Done. Quad orbs. <laughs> Quad orbs. <laughs> But uh, then you've then it starts to get weird. You take the four uh-huh. orbs, uh-huh. and the sages tell you that the problem is in is now in the past. Yeah, don't be stupid. <laughs> this is where they're like, all time is on a two thousand year loop. Yeah, I don't know exactly how this works because it's kind of confusing. He said you have to go back before the loop started. Yeah, so that's what you do. But the the four fiends send someone back in time, and then the person in time sends the fiends ahead in time so they can send him back in time. And I guess it's just to make him immortal because he lives at 2,000 years of pop. I don't know exactly how it works. But you got to stop it. Mm-hmm. So they tell you how to go back in time to 2,000 years, and you go to this castle, and you have to fight your way through. Oh, that's why you fight the enemies again. Yeah, you have to, they're, uh, it's their past versions. Makes sense now. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So you go through and you have to fight all the, the fiends of the elements again. And you get to the bottom and there's the Knight Garland and he's the one that's been trying to get all this power and sending the fiends ahead and destroying the world. And you fight him and he becomes chaos and then you eventually beat him. He's a pain in the ass fight. It's one of the hardest I've ever played. Hmm. And then you save the world. You stop the time loop and and everyone's everyone's happy. Grateful. The world is saved. Your legends. Yay. No, they, yeah, they don't even know anything about no, it. Because nobody even knows it. it happened. Yeah. They just speak of heroes saving the world. There's just a legend about it. Like dragons. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dragons are real in their world, but... I mean, in this world. Yeah. Oh, in this what, world. Uh, so, I, I'm... This is firmly in the fantasy realm. Like, there are dragons, there are layers, there there's are... Elves, yeah. There's elves, yeah. all kinds of fantasy yeah, shit. I I don't need you to go into the whole thing, but how do we get to the Final Fantasies we have today? Because they don't seem like they have any of that shit. <laughs> well, they do. They just don't do look they? as different. Like, yeah, I mean, they're all the Final Fantasies have nothing to do with the Final Fantasies beforehand. Really, they don't even take place in the same world. I I don't know. You don't know for sure. They got to be. Isn't Sid everywhere? There's a lot of things that recur. Through like themes through them all, like Sid and Moogles and Chocobos and the magic. But the stories are all independent. Like certain characters are in several installments, right? Yeah, yeah. They're not necessarily the same character, but they have the same name. And they do similar things. Look exactly the same. Yes. (laughs) And they talk the same and they have the same history. Well, they didn't talk. They just kind of printed text on screen at the Well, it's a fantasy world, so I guess... Multiple realities could have the same person. Yeah. How many names do you think fantasy people had? 
There's seven. eventually going to be more. So here's the question I have then. So is this like a Jacob's Ladder scenario? Like, are all these fantasies happening like in... Dick piercings? <laughs> in, in, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, like uh, at the end of the film, Jacob's Ladder? Never saw or it's it. All, it, wasn't a real, it wasn't a real narrative. It all just happened in the guy's head. Maybe. We never know. It is a... I mean, it's a video game. It always ha- it's fake. God damn it. No, you know what? Never mind. No, what are you saying? I, I don't get what you're saying. I'm saying, uh, have you ever seen a movie? This is a, this is a contrivance, a convention by now. You see a movie or play a game, and they go through the whole story, and then at the end of the thing, the twist is, oh, it was happening in someone's head, or it was a dream, Well, or no, all that whole... Like, Dallas was the famous example. Oh, okay. No, this of the who really happened. Everything. Nobody just... Because of the time travel, nobody really knows it happened. Mm, that sounds like a... Perfect excuse for a lie. Yep. <laughs> also, I mean... I don't even know what that it, means. It's a perfect excuse. Like, we did this. No, you didn't. Nobody's ever heard of that. Like, oh, we did. We fixed the time loop so you didn't hear about it, but... <laughs> you know, I could say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I've saved the world six times. No, you didn't. Well, I fixed the time loop each time, so you wouldn't know about yeah, it. Yeah, you wouldn't even know. <laughs> so that's why I should get this meal for free at Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this is the Denny's. <laughs> Sold. Well, I mean, if you save the world, you know, I guess we'll... Yeah, I, I guess you could Give you a free grand it. slam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So that's the first installment, huh? Yeah. I was very impressed by how much information was conveyed via text. Like, how long? Uh, what are the speed runs like in this game? Like, how long can you play I, it? Uh, yeah, like no glitch speed runs. You know, really I really. I watched a speed run over a couple of days. That was like nine hours, with no glitches, just straight through. It's pretty good for a Nintendo game. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts for a Nintendo game, right? Yeah, but there's like tasks that can do it quicker and. Things like that. Interesting. And there's a lot of updated, re-released versions that are a lot easier and quicker. Because a lot of the fights were very precise and very difficult. Yeah. I could see playing it on my phone. And they were all, this is turn-based, right? This is turn-based with an attitude. (laughs) No, it's just (laughs) turn-based. Oh, it's got an attitude. It's got an attitude. It took forever. And... One thing that sucked in the first one, I don't know what that happened in the second, third one. Like, if you aimed at an enemy on your turn and it died before you went, you still swung and missed. Like, it didn't go to a different enemy. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Good old games. That's 1987 for you. Yeah. So, I mean, honest question. And this does make me sound like a dick, but honestly, was this fun? Like, I enjoyed it. Or was it more of a... I mean, it was a different time, too, so we didn't have, like, the wide different types of games that we used to have. Yeah, this had to be, like, fucking a novel thing to play. You're like, holy shit, look at all this info. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, the world building was pretty amazing, but the gameplay and the combat and stuff, like, it all built to something. It was an enjoyable experience. I liked it. I mean, it has to be. They made 45 yeah. other ones. <laughs> a lot of people so, like it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people really into it. I don't understand them. But yeah, me neither. I don't understand yeah. a lot of people. it's not a walking sim and it's not a metroidvania are you sure yes i'm positive you walk a lot in it though yes you do what is a walking sim it's like a or do we even not want to get into it with me am i just not gonna get it i don't think i'll ever understand it 
It's Get, like, tell me a game that's a walking sim. Dear Esther. Never heard of it. Uh, nope. What Remains of Edith Finch is probably one of the better ones. Never heard of I've it. I've heard of I've heard, I've of heard, of heard of that one. <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> I've heard of these. Uh, what was that? Uh, everyone's Gone to the Rapture. Yep, heard of that one. What makes it a walking sim? You don't do anything? Yeah, basically. You just look at stuff? It's a storytelling kind of thing. Yeah. It's not a point and click? No. Not usually. There's no pointing? There's no clicking. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> you say walking sim, I think of track and field for Nintendo. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Was walking one of the events? Running. Mm. It's almost the same. Almost. <laughs> or Quop or whatever that game is where you try to run with the track guy. <laughs> what? I don't know. No. Quop? Q-W-O-P? Never heard of it. This is nothing to do with what you're saying, but did you see those memes where it's like change one word in a band title to completely make it bad? Yeah. My favorite one I saw was they changed Queen to Queef. <laughs> that sounds like a great <laughs> band. <laughs> I'd listen. And then... Ken Jennings changed butthole surfers to butthole suffers. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Completely off topic. No worries. Yeah. So do you want to go right into Final Fantasy 2 or should I just start uh do a Turtles game? Throw it, you know, mix it up. Yeah, let's throw a Turtles game in there. Yeah, let's go Final yeah, Fantasy. Right. Yeah, you you take five there. Yeah, let me let me review Final Fantasy 2 as I go through this. All right. Awesome. So uh, we're going to be talking, and by we, I mean me, and we're going to discuss the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game for the NES. Now, have we all played this at one point or another? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm sure everyone has. I feel like there was, like, every house had uh, Super Mario slash Duck Hunt mm-hmm. and this. <laughs> like, I, I remember everyone having this. It was the Turtles. Yeah. yeah you had to have it, man. You weren't cool if you didn't have it the turtles. It was released af- in 19... 19- it was based on the 1987 animated series, and it was released after the show's second season. Uh, June 1989 for NES, developed by Konami and published in North America by Ultra Games. Uh, and this, I, when I was reading about it, I didn't... I remembered... Oh my, we'll get into that. But uh, the goal of the game is to retrieve the life transformer gun from Shredder to turn Splinter back into a human. Yeah. That was actually a goal? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I don't remember that shit at all. Neither do I. No. But uh, the concept of the game is it's a side-scroller and also sort of a top-down... It's not an RPG, but you get between levels with like a top-down style. Almost like a walking simulator. Almost like a walking simulator. <laughs> Exact. This is a walking simulator. It's a lot like uh, Metal Gear. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. All right. But uh, once uh, you would go to different buildings, and I didn't realize this either, but the buildings in the first and second stage are supposed to be like Fifth Avenue in New York City. How? I don't know. (laughs) I I thought they were like some rural office buildings, but they're supposed to be like New York icons. Oh, well, yeah, I guess they are from New York. During the game, as you're playing, you can switch at any time in between any of the four turtles. Uh, the only one that was worth playing was Donatello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when he died, you just use Leonardo. Yeah. But and then you started over. <laughs> then you started over. Because using Michelangelo and Raphael, they had uh, closer ranged attacks. So you had to get real close. And some enemies took you know multiple hits. So you'd just be taking a hit. 
Yeah, and Donatello's reached behind him a little bit yeah. too. His was yeah, and ridiculous. it like it was actually it was a little overpowered, but you could release like you could attack upwards, downwards, and straight uh, ahead. Yeah, yeah. And when you attacked upwards or downwards, it would still hit straight ahead in a smaller hitbox, but you'd still be able to hit things. Like it was every speed run, everything I've ever seen, they've only did with Donatello. Yeah, he'd be a fool not to. When the turtles, when you're playing as a turtle and they died, they were not considered dead. They were considered captured by the foot. So you could release them once per stage starting in stage three. So mm. if you got past the motherfucking dam, then you <laughs> could you could uh, start releasing them. Now, and then you'd have the character back and you could go to them and use them. So the game starts in the sewers with the whole idea being... You need to rescue April O'Neil. So you do the side-scrolling thing. You rescue them from Bebop and Rocksteady, who are like boss fights at the end of these side-scrolling levels. Uh, now, you, you'd run around and go to the town, and as you're the turtle in the world between sores and buildings and stuff, you had to dodge, for some reason, an army of... Uh, what are they called? The Foot Clan? Well, they were the Foot Clan for sure, but the the trucks that would just run you over the steam it, the steamroller. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, and then if they yeah. if they hit you and squished you, you're fucking dead. That's it. That turtle was dead. Yeah, or captured. That. Whatever. That was the worst part. Yeah, now that you bring it up, that was terrible because at some point after the dam, you're back in that world, but you're able to drive around in the turtle van, so it makes it a little bit more fair. Although it doesn't make sense is why you're driving around the turtle van and that takes hits from enemies and it takes down the health of the turtle. You know, <laughs> driving it like it doesn't, the van doesn't have its own health bar. It's whatever turtle's driving it. Yeah. There's a lot of problems with this game. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's not dwell uh, on that. Starting with the fucking dam. Oh, underwater level. It, this wasn't that bad once you got used to it. Like the seven was thousandth attempt. Once, yeah, you had to basically eight bombs underwater. You have to swim to them, go up, you know, hit I B or A, whichever button to disarm it. Uh, there were eight of them, and you had to do it within like two minutes and twenty seconds using underwater controls, which weren't great. And then driving around or swimming around, getting zapped by electric seaweed. <laughs> And don't forget the lasers that shot across the screen. Oh, yeah. Laser, and like underground, like uh, underwater, uh, I, I thought they were, I always thought it was like electricity force fields or some shit. Yeah. Were those supposed to be lasers? I guess I they were electric. I don't know what they were. I don't know how you get, yeah, it was some type of electricity. A lot of things that could kill you under here. I remember the first time I did it, because you, there's no like, it's not linear. Like there's just a map of the underground level, and then you have to pick and plot which way you're going to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you always had to save the one for the same one for the end because you'd have to go and like thread the needle through electric seaweed and then over around into a U to another level. It was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> uh, first time I did it, I remember having like half of one health bar left with my last turtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And being like so happy. And then in my stupid little mind, I was like, well, that's a game, right? And it's like, nope, back on the street, ran over by a fucking stick. <laughs> right? The first time you beat the dam and you die right at the like the next area, you feel like you never want to play the game again. 
No, that's probably why I never really You're got right. past the third level. Well, there was no, no in the third level. There was one jump in the sewers that I could not make for the life of me. Yeah, no how much I tried. It was that really high jump, and he always fell back down at the beginning of the level, and he had to go around again. No, it was in the sewers, but if you missed it, you died. Oh, uh, and there was like there was a, a roof on it, and if you hit the roof, you just fell straight down. And it was just nice. Yep, and then uh, after the dam, if you made it this far, <laughs> you your jo- next job is to rescue Splinter from the Mecha Turtle. Yes. Which is one of the bosses. Uh, Weren't they called mousers? Uh, giant mouser, yes. Okay. Uh, there's, there's the thing I really don't understand. Well, first of all, the game is fucking hard. Like, there's some <laughs> yeah, jumps that are very unforgiving. There's a lot of enemies. Like, there's so many enemies in this game. Varied, different enemies that attack you in different ways that have nothing to do with the lore of the Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how many different colors of Foot Clan are there? Well, there's a version of the Foot Clan. I don't even know how to explain this, but he's just on fire. He's a fire person oh, yeah, that yeah. shoots like and they shoot like fire. fire legs at you. Yeah, a little fire that's just kicking the air. <laughs> yeah, and then the, like, what the fuck was that? Then there was those. Uh, I don't even know how to explain. The best way I can explain is a normal, regular human-sized golem. Yeah, it was like a human form that would turn to a statue and like rise from the ground, and you'd attack them. Okay, I remember. They were like. Flies that would, if you were jumping, they would dive bomb you and then just knock you back and then onto the death. Yeah. Spikes or God knows what. This game is fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember definitely plenty of times where you're playing and there's frame rate issues and stuff. Holy shit. Because yeah. So much information on that screen at the time. Yeah. They threw as many sprites as they could on the screen. And it was just it's too many. Yeah. <laughs> they're like flies and you could get special weapons like. Shurikens throwing stars like a three prong throwing star, but the one you always wanted was the scroll, which mm-hmm. for some reason threw like a <laughs> parentheses <somebody>? <laughs> <laughs> and fucking dominated everything on the screen. When I was watching the speed run, they killed Shredder with like three of those. Yeah, that was disgusting. I was like, no way. Yeah, they made that game look so fucking easy. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> but even the the underground underwater part. He almost lost two turtles. Yeah. He went through all his health just to go through quickly. Yeah. It was it's disgusting. And then uh, after the, you defeat the giant mouser, the jo- the uh, objective is to find the Technodrome. Classic turtles. Bad guy underground lair, which cannot be the best way to travel as a bad guy, right? No, like, not in a huge Technodrome. Oh, that was in the first one too? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's in like a random spot. You have to find out where it is, like this, when he's going through the thing. Is this before or after you get the blimp? The oh, this was after you get the blimp. Okay, you had the blimp outside, and then you went underground to get find the technodrome. All right, okay. And there's a bunch of like sewer things you can go in, and it's in a random right. spot, and you have to find it. All right, yeah, okay. And see, that was the thing. Like, uh, it was, I don't want to say it was an open world game, but it was the closest thing at the time to a side scroller open world. Obviously, you uh, had like Final Fantasy and that, but you would have the option to go in a bunch of different sewers and there's some that would just end and there's nothing for you to gain. Yeah, you just lost a lot of health. Yeah, out of yeah, all and, the... And yeah. If you're lucky, maybe you got a special weapon or a slice of pizza to get your health back, <laughs> but that was fucking it. So many dead ends and like all those buildings you can go into, but you only need to go into one. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, and then end of the game, you defeat Shredder. But there, the thing that I don't understand, there's there was no... like. 
it was based off the second series, uh, the second season of the cartoon, but there was no theme song, like no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song, which was fucking huge at the time. I thought that was kind of weird, but also there was no Krang at all. Didn't they show a picture of Krang? No, you're not. No, you get Krang in the second one. Wasn't he? Was he even in the first season of Turtles? Krang? Yeah, he's been there since the beginning. Okay, I wasn't sure. And he wasn't, which is, I thought it was so weird that they had 70 million fucking enemies, including Foot Clan branded balloons that dropped missiles <laughs> yeah. on him. Best enemy. And those giant mosquitoes. Yeah. Oh, there's so many of those fucking things. But no Krang. The one enemy you actually could pull from, you know them. Yeah. But uh, that's... Uh, on, if you've never seen or heard of this game, watch the speedrun or, you know, get a ROM of it or whatever. It is fucking nuts. It's 100% nuts. I would love a modern remake just shot for shot of this game. <laughs> like updated graphics. Just like beautiful same, graphics of same impossible game. Same 2D side scroller. <laughs> same fucking damn level to the T. <laughs> and then, oh, God, that'd be great. The end has to be changed, though, because... You turn Splinter back into a human? Get the fuck out of here. I don't know if you actually do. Do you? Yeah. I don't I don't remember the end of the... I never fucking saw it. Never got to the end. So. Yeah, me neither. But I Googled it after I watched the video. And there was, apparently there was one episode in the animated show where they turned him back human too. What happened? How do you get turned back into a rat? I don't know. Go Somebody out there, go watch the animated series again. Then tell us yeah. how... Uh, Splinter became a rat volume two. Second run? I don't know. Uh, maybe the ooze just wore off. I don't know. Maybe. So the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lose all their powers and just turn into adults when they're like in their 40s? <laughs> Who knows? Wait, the turtles were turtles, weren't they? Yeah. So would they turn into the baby turtles again? Adult turtles. Yeah. Teenage turtles. So the turtles were just turtles. They got hit with the ooze and became anthropomorphic. Yes. Yeah. But, oh no, Splinter did start as a rat. No, in the movie he did. In real life, he was actually a... (laughs) In real life. Yeah. (laughs) In real life, he was a a, a karate master. Yeah, that makes sense. Real life, a.k.a. the animated series. You know what his name was? Hamato Yoshi. That's right. (laughs) I don't know how I forgot that, but that's it. That's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the NES experience. Fuck. Game is so frustrating. And, like, you loved the... Everyone at that age loved the Turtles. We loved them so much. We wanted to play the game. We had to play the game. We wanted to so bad. And we'd get past the damn and be like, fuck. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Oh, God. So let's go ahead and let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about Final Fantasy 2. How about that? Yeah, let's bring it on. All right. Oh, my God. It's longer than Final Fantasy 1. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> By a lot. <laughs> well, we're going to cut a lot out of it. All right. Just tweet. the important plot points. Uh, this let's is get like, the highlights. Also 1989. Oh, same as Turtles. Mm-hmm. And it's a story of a world, and there's a empire named Palamecia who's trying to kind of take it over. Alexander the Great style. Nice. And they attack a town called Finn. And there's f- four children-ish type people. I guess they're kids. Mm-hmm. 
That was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Childrenish. Childrenish. Well, I think they're adult. like like teens. But after the town gets attacked, the four of them kind of get almost killed by the Palamecian army. And they wake up in another town called Altair. Sort of like the first mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. And oh. they heard they learned that the king of their town was injured, and now this woman named Hilda is in charge, and she's kind of leading a resistance against the Palamecian Empire, and she won't let them join because they're too young and inexperienced. Mm-hmm. So you kind of yeah, and it's just the three of you now because you've you've lost your Leon. It's just Firion, Guy, and Maria who are the people who survived. Guy, <laughs> Guy, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's a bad translation. Mm. Uh, so they kind of just have to try and find something to do and there's rumors of an airship or something. So they go to another town and uh, they learn of a prince that's in this town. So they go and try and find him and they get to him as he's dying, the town of Finn, where they're from. And he, he tells them that before he dies that the... Borgin, who's kind of like a general in their army, betrayed the people to the Palmetian Empire. And he's got to, and they got to try and do something. And they figure all this out and they go back to the town. And Hilda, Hilda lets them join the rebels then. They're like, oh, okay, now you can join. Ooh, here's some mithril armor. <laughs> oh, you got to first, <laughs> your first job is to get mithril. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So you go to the town, this town where they have it, and you find out that the empire has. Enslave the town to farm, like mine mithril, not farm it. And uh, their leader, Joseph, agrees to help you get it if you can save the villagers. So you save the villagers, release the slaves, and get the mithril and go back to Hilda. And you also figure out that they're making a super-powered airship, mm-hmm. the Polynesian Empire. So Hilda gives you your second mission, which is to infiltrate the town that they're building this airship, the Dreadnought, they call it, and sabotage it. And when you get there, you kind of learn that the Dark Knight has left, so you think your job's going to be easy. But you find out that was just a lie, and the Dark Knight's there to make sure, and you fail, and the airship takes off. Uh, so this Womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now, you find Sid who tells you that airships run on, I guess, this fuel called Sunfire. And if it has too much, it'll blow up the airship. So you need to find some. You're like, all right. The Sunfire's in this town, and you need a a thing called the Goddess Bell to open the door to get into it. So you go to the town to search for it, and you find that the prince's brother has fled with the bell, and blah, blah, blah. You, uh, you eventually go to... The mall. <laughs> you have to... You find you go back to the town with Joseph in because you have to go north and he helps you cross the snow. He's got like a sled or something that gets you through there. And then I've written Village of Beavers. I don't remember what the Village of Beavers did. I think they told you how to get to... Yeah, they told you something. Yeah, how to get how to... How to find Borgen or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, well, how to get to where the Sunfire is, I think, is what they tell you. Yeah. The secret entrance. Yeah, there you go. 
So then you eventually go through and you fight Borgen, who has betrayed you. Oh, and man. he's like chasing you. And Joseph's like sack moves himself to Classic save you guys. Move. Yeah, sack move. <laughs> and you uh, eventually meet Gordon, who has the bell, and you get the sunfire. And you get whatever. You save like people there. And the dreadnought kind of chases away your route or your ride out. So you have to find another way back, which is where the they first introduced chocobos. Oh, everybody loves chocobos. Yeah. Definitely heard that name. Is that like a Choco Taco? <laughs> yes. Similar. It's a, it's except it has cream feathers cream. and two legs. Oh. Oh, it's an animal. Uh, yes. It's like a big chicken, basically. So it's probably delicious, is what you're saying. Most likely. Yeah. I mean, if you make Smart it the right money, way. Kind of. you gotta make the right spices will really yeah. set it <laughs> off. <laughs> God. So and well, you can ride chocobos. They're like Horses, but chickens. Uh-huh. It's weird. Like an emu. Or an ostrich. Yes. Yeah, there you go. So you go back to the main resistance stronghold, Altair, and you find out that Hilda has been kidnapped and taken on the dreadnought. Well, convenient, you got the extra sunfire. So you go to the dreadnought. You infiltrate it with the pass you stole from Borgen. And you save Hilda and blow, blow up the dreadnought. The dreadnought. And everybody's like, yay! And you go back, yeah. and the king's all happy, and he's like, all right, Gordon, you're pretty cool. You'll be the general. And then he starts giving, like, you guys have others a quest now. Tells Firion and Guy and Maria to go recruit the dragoons of the town of Dice. And he also sends the court, like, magician Minwu to find the magic spell Ultima, the ultimate magic spell. So, you had to get the dice, you need a ship, and you fight pirates and blah, blah, blah. You get the ship and you start going around, finding random things you need later on, masks and rods and whatever. And you get the dice where the dragoons live, and you find out that it was poisoned and everybody's dead. Mm-hmm. There's only one dragon egg left. And you also learn that there's one dragoon left who went searching for the spell Ultima. And he never returned. So he might be out in the world somewhere. So you go back to Altair to figure out what's going on. And you take a nap. And Hilda comes in and tries to seduce you. Which is weird for a Nintendo game. Sure. And uh, it turns out she's a monster. And she attacks and tries to fight you. Which is a really annoying fight if you ever play the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you assume that... You, well, you've... Assume since you killed the monster that that wasn't the real Hilda and you got to find out where she is and you find out that she's been taken by the Palamitian Empire and they're going to throw a tournament and whoever wins gets Hilda. Classic. Which is a very sex trafficky kind of way to do it. Or it's a trap. <laughs> or it's a trap. Yes. It could be both. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you go to Palamitia and of course it's a trap and they throw you in prison. But you run into the thief who's been helping you along this whole time. I can't remember his name. Can you find Hilda in the prison? Yes, but the thief gets you out of your cell. Okay. And then you find Hilda. And then you go to Altair and you're like, all right, everybody's back. We're all ready. Let's go back and take Finn and kill the Palmetian Empire's ass. So you do. Yay. Yay. Good job, guys. 
But uh, after you take it out and you're celebrating, Hilda mentions that Minwoo still isn't back from searching for the spell. So can you go check on him? Sure, why not? So you go and you get in your ship and you go through all these other things, blah, blah, blah. And you start going to the tower where Ultima is supposed to be. And you like go through the little, uh, what the fuck's it called, channel? And a big serpent comes up and swallows you. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Pinocchio. Exactly like Pinocchio. Yeah. And inside you find that there's a town of people who've been searching for the Ultima spell. And have been swallowed by this thing and they can't get out. So they just built a town inside the Leviathan. Makes sense. I mean, what else are you going to do? And that's also where you find the last dragoon whose name is Ricard. Or Richard, whichever one you want. And he says he knows how to get out. He just can't beat the monster on the way out. He's like, well, you can join our party and we'll go out. So that's what you do. You fight your way out of the Leviathan. And then you can finally get into the tower where Ultima is. And you fight your way up the tower fighting various bosses along the way sort of end game dungeony sure and you run into minwoo who's like oh i know what to do i can open this door so he kind of sacrifices himself. Uh, sack move door move yep <laughs> second sack move of the game <laughs> this movie a movie this game has dose sack moves <laughs> i know it's disgusting and behind the door is the spell Ultima. So, yay, we found it. Oh, sweet. So you go back to Finn, and you notice on your way there that most of the towns are destroyed, and there's a tornado outside of Finn just kind of hanging out. Mm-hmm. And talking to the villagers, you realize that the Polynesian Empire is inside, and he's destroying everything from inside the thing. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> and the only way you can get in the tornado is if you had a dragon, and conveniently you have everything you need of course to you have a dragon. get to the dragon and the dragoon. So you go inside the tor- tornado and you fight the emperor and you use Ultima. And it's like, yeah, we killed the emperor. We've done everything. And then I, I, oh, I feel a butt. I feel a butt. Yes. After that, the dark knight takes over. And he's <gasps> in charge. What happens? Is there another sack move? Tell me there's a third. Oh, there might be. <laughs> there might be. A holy trilogy of sack moves. <laughs> <laughs> So you go to the mountain where the Dark Knight is and you find out that the Dark Knight is actually Leon who was your missing companion from the beginning of the game. Oh, was he the Dark Knight the whole time? Yes. Whoa. The Dark Knight has been inside us the whole time. (laughs) Uh Nice. (laughs) the best stories. So you go and Maria is his sister who's been with you and she's like starts trying to talk Leon out of it. And then all of a sudden, the emperor reappears, and he's back from hell as a demon. (gasps) What? Classic. And he blows up the town, and they're like, oh, no. And he kind of opens up a a hellish world called Pandemonium. Mm -hmm. So your final quest is to go through the Jade Passage into Pandemonium, where you go through the actual endgame boss fights. And there's several bosses you fight along the way. Typical Final Fantasy dungeon-ish. And you get to the bottom and you fight the emperor. And when you kill him, you save the world from demon kind. And everybody's Yay. happy. Even the ghosts cheer. Yep, all the ghosts. The sack moves. There's only dose, which is the highest uh, number of sack moves uh, we've had. There's in the a game. third. Does, doesn't Richard sack himself? Oh, that's right. He does. Uh huh. When you fight. There we go. Yep. 
Nice. Three sacks. A trifecta of sack moves. <laughs> the sack Holy <laughs> Trinity. The sack factor. <laughs> All right. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is it. That is the story of Final Fantasy II. Whew. Some orphans That's from so a fucking much. Orphans from a war torn world come back and save the world from a demon emperor. We could have probably done a whole episode on that fucking game alone. Probably. We skipped a lot. <laughs> That's absolutely insane. For a game from 1989, yeah. that that wasn't like Dungeons and Dragons where you basically filled in the blanks yourself. Yeah, it was all done for you. They do they had a weird Nuts. progression system of how the how you got spells and stuff. It was kind of annoying. Hmm. But people loved it. Yep. You sure did. Enough to make 74 more other games. <laughs> Christ. <sighs> My God. But did they ever make a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2? I don't know. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did some research, and guess what? They did. It was called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, <laughs> the arcade game. Oh, you should have just stopped. Sick. Yeah, released in 1990, developed by Konami and published by Ultra Games, just like the first one. Which, interesting choice, because they named it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. So basically saying that this is the second game. That would, would the number two imply. But it is a wild departure from the first game. Yeah, I think, well, well, I mean, it's not that wild of a departure. It is still a side-scroller beat-em-up. With the same four protagonists and the same antagonist. Yes, but there's no top-down section. This is a very on-rails, level-to-level beat-em-up style. Yeah. yeah. It is Double a, dragon-ish. Yes. Little, yeah, I mean, there's bosses at the end of every level. It's it's very much on brand for what was in the arcades at that time for beat-em-ups. Yeah, it sure is. They're, this is a pretty direct port from the arcade version with a few different changes. Uh, there are two new levels. Well, one and a half. The first part of scene three is completely different, and all of scene six did not exist. Uh, the two There were two new bosses. In the Nintendo version, Tora, the dog-like blizzard beast thing, and Shogun, the robot ninja whose head just flew off and attacked you. Oh. Were those real things from the cartoons? I don't remember I don't think all. so. I don't think so either. I mean, probably that anime show was on for 45 years. Yeah, right. And it's been rebooted so many times since we joined it. Who the fuck knows? Could have retconned it. Anyway, uh, there was also a Bebop and Rocksteady fight that was replaced with a Baxter fight. Yeah, before he came fly. And there were also Pizza yes. Hut commercial ads in the back of the levels. Product placement. Yeah, it was yeah. a notable product placement for Pizza Hut logos. Those were your health. They were like a box of pizza that had Pizza Hut written on Because if you don't know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles love pizza. <laughs> <laughs> love the delivery. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know. Now you know. Now you know. Important shit you need to know. Now the uh, other fun fact, which I didn't realize, the rear cover of the instruction manual provided a coupon for one free personal pan pizza at Pizza Hut. Oh, it's like book it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But it had an expiration date of December 31st, 1991. (laughs) I'd love love to see you try to get that honored. (laughs) This is from 29 years ago. Would they give you a 29-year-old pizza? Probably have one. Probably. 
I think so. So the stages, we go through eight different stages. The first one is a burning apartment building, uh, which is a, it's a pretty clever little way to make it so you can't get into different areas. You know, there's fire in those rooms, so you mm-hmm. can't go into everyone. But the foot will bust out of rooms and break doors down and start fighting you. They popped out everywhere. Is this stairwells. an apartment building? Yes, it's an apartment building. There's also stairwells. Oh, okay, I thought it was uh, like the... April O'Neil's apartment building. I thought it was like her place of employment. Mm. But, okay. I don't think so. That, that's all right. All right. For some reason, there was also boulders that would fall down the stairs. Well, yeah. That one I can't explain. It's an apartment building. <laughs> Yeah, you ever seen an apartment building on fire? So many boulders. I've never seen one without a boulder. <laughs> so uh, the game, basically, you I kind of forgot the intro, but you uh, you pick which protagonist you want to use. Any one of the four turtles, they each have their own weapons, and they're definitely way more balanced than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> You still want to play Leonardo, though. No. You, you, uh, you would hit a button to attack and a button to jump. If you hit them both together, you'd do like a jumping attack, and there was no reason to use anything else. Yeah, because they couldn't hit you, and you hit everything. And it did like double the damage, and the animation was like super long. Like even if you hit him at the tail end of the thing, it still counted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, you use that combining, combining, combined with jumping and attacking. He, they do like a sweet karate jump kick at the people and. It's not super powerful, but it's effective for hitting, you know, you'll stick and move, you know. (laughs) But uh, after the first level here, you go to what looks like the streets or like an outer sewer, like outside the sewer section. Streets. Streets, you fight a bunch of, but it's like by water. It's like the aqueducts in Los Angeles filled with, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But uh, the boss is Baxter and he's in like a, floating ship like a little individual space pod shooting yeah. at you. okay yeah it, which is he flew all around the screen you pretty much maybe got lucky and hit him with your double attack but most of the time probably just jumped and hit him and he shoots these little robot things at you which i believe are from the uh tv show yeah i've definitely seen those robots yeah. before yeah so um then at the end of this there's like i won't even call them cut scenes but they're like I don't know. How would you impress? Like boards, I guess. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of narrative. There's one. This one had Baxter and Splinter in it, and he said, Tonight we dine on turtle soup. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great. And Baxter as a fly. He's he just like instantly turns from a human to a fly then. Right. We're already in Baxter fly mode. Or was he? A, I think he was regular Baxter in the pod. He was. And then, like, in the next story scene, he's a fly. Fly guy. Happened off screen, I guess. He turned into a fly. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And then there's a like a side story here about a weather control machine in New York, which they just don't tell you about at all. It's just a way for them to make snow on the ground. Right. And then there's like this really cool animation where there'd be like little puffs of snow, and that meant it was a sewer. So if you fell down there, you'd be you'd have to climb back up and you lose a piece of health. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a, uh, there was also robot snowmen. Yeah, they were kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you beat the boss at the end, the Toro, that fucking weird guy. It's, it's funny because you say his name because I have written down Spuds McKenzie because I couldn't think of what his name was. Nice. Yeah, he was. He looked a lot like Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> it, was, it was like a, like a dog, like an anthropomorphic dog, that was dressed like a fifties greaser. I thought he was a rat. 
that was definitely a dog. Hmm. But either way, you beat him. You destroy this pod thing, which apparently was the weather machine, and now New York City is spring. Oh, so. oh that's why there's that cutscene with yeah, yeah. Spring has come. <laughs> yeah, it's like very it's deep spring now or something. Yeah, weird. I don't know. But uh, you continue on the next level, board, whatever you want to call it, is a parking lot or a parking garage. And at the end, you now have to fight Baxter again, but he's a fly, so you fight him as fight him as Fly Baxter. And this is where you actually finally save April oh, at the end of God. this. Yeah, this is the whole point so far was saving April. Uh, and then you get in the badass turtle van. Shit, yeah, you which do. Is so fucking cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you uh, you get on a highway. Is the next board? Of you, it starts as like a normal walking fight section, and then there's a section where you get on a skateboard and are flying down the highway. And you can like jump and attack things, and the skateboard will just stay underneath you the whole time. Yeah, it's that's very cool. kind of silly. It's kind of silly, but it's fun. But uh, the bad guy, the main boss, is like a dude flying a gyrocopter and shooting at you. Yeah, I just assumed it was just, well, yeah, that. But anyway, then you uh, kill that asshole, and the turtle van flies off the side of the highway. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, and it shows in the picture the, it busting through like the barrier and flying off the highway. Yeah. And it, it also will show whatever turtle you picked. As your character, if there's two of you, it'll show two of them. Oh, yeah. really? That's funny. Yeah, it's it's adaptive storytelling as well. Wow, way ahead of yeah, time. Yeah, way ahead. So you continue on to where what I think is a warehouse or an alley behind, like an alley behind a warehouse. They're like, uh, like loading docks for trucks. Factory ish, yeah. Factory, it doesn't. Yeah, no, because they stole matter. Splinter from your crash site, right? Yeah. Ooh, the Mousers Splinter. took him away. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about masters. Little little mouse robots putting Splinter on their back and walking away. (laughs) So for a brief second there, you had the whole crew. But now you have to go save Splinter. So you fight through this dock area, and at the end, you fight a fucking robot with a bird beak? Yeah. It's a good example. It was RoboCop bird. Yeah. RoboBird cop? Yeah. Bird cop robo? Yeah, at the end, you get Splinter back anyway. So you continue on. Now I guess the object is to get Shredder, stop the Foot Clan, classic Turtles object. Uh, You get to a Japanese tea house, I guess it is, right? Like a lot of Japanese imagery. and Yeah, and you got to fight like paper tigers jumping off the wall. Yep, yep. And then this is the boss fight where there's a headless ninja robot. Yes. Samurai. That's canon. (laughs) <laughs> That's canon. That is, and canon. you also uh, also the gorilla ninjas are canon as well. I completely forgot about them. Mm-hmm. But uh, he blows up because he was a robot, and then there's a it makes a big huge hole in the floor, and you're like, "Yep!" So you just jump down it. Yep. And you finally get to the last level, the Technodrome, which I remember being a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, because there's throw and tons yeah. and tons of enemies. At and you. there's like these turret guns that cover the top and bottom of the screen. You have to jump real quick and then hit him from the back. Uh, you fight another robot man chicken. <laughs> the red one? Yeah. Yeah, the red one now. And he has, he has a firearm for some reason. But uh, then the you're like, oh, sweet. I guess we're at the final boss. So then you fight Krang, who isn't really a great boss. He just kind of kicks at you. Yeah, like, yeah. And then was there a name for the body? 
I thought it was just Krang all was Krang. obviously the brain. The body's just a robot he sits in. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. You beat that, and then he just flies away as a brain. Yeah. Like no explanation. Where did the, the brain get the jet to fly away? It's part of his suit. It's canon. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, after that, you fight Shredder, which is a kind of a tough, tough boss fight because he can dupe himself. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Yeah, does he one hit kill you too? I think he can. Because if he hits you yeah. with that electricity or something, you turn into like a regular turtle and then he just yeah. stomps on you. I think it's just an animation where you turn into a regular turtle and then you lose a couple things of health and regenerate. I'm pretty sure the guy lost all his life in one hit when he, that happened. Well, maybe. But maybe I was wrong. I don't know. Eventually, as you're fighting Shredder, you knock his helmet off and you can tell which is the real one so you can focus on fighting him. Then after that, you did it. The Technodrome blows up immediately after you beat Shredder. I don't know how you how you got out of there. It's like the end of uh, Return of the Jedi when they blow up the the what's it's the shield generator. Sure. And well, they blow it up. They go in there, they blow it up. They're like right outside the door, and there's a fucking massive woodland explosion. Uh, like there's no way, no way they got anywhere away from that. The force. And then the next scene, they're celebrating. But anyway, then the end credits happen, and then it's like, did you kill the Shredder? Is Krang yeah. dead? Or did they escape to Dimension X? Who knows? So I find out next is. week on. Yeah. Does Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 take place in Dimension X? There is a Turtles in Time. Oh. I don't know when it, I don't know where it falls canon wise. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it falls in the canon, but there are definitely two other Turtles NES side-scrolling beat-em-ups like this. One is Turtles in Time. I forget what the other one is. I can look it up. Turtles. We'll do them eventually. Have you guys? Did you guys play this? I mean, you had to. This was yes, huge. Yes, oh, I shit, yeah. I definitely beat this one. I remember. I have a fond memory. Uh, going to the hospital festival. Do you guys remember the Army Tent of Arcade Games? No. No. Really? There was at the the Palmerton OG Hospital Festival. Back in the late 80s, early 90s, there was a army, like, an army tent. I don't know how to explain it. It was large. Like the bingo it tent? As if, it wasn't that big. It was, you know how they have those 12 by 12 ones you can get for, like, cookouts and yeah, stuff? Yeah, Imagine, like, four of those. Who ran maybe it? Maybe six of them. I have no idea. Probably the arcade that was in town at oh, the yeah, time. probably. <laughs> but I remember there being, I remember playing the shit out of this and just dropping quarters. In this game specific, I don't remember any of the other games, but I remember this being there. Street Fighter. Maybe, probably. I think one year maybe they had The Simpsons, and that's how I found out about that game. The beat-em-up Simpsons yeah. version. But I saw this the Shredder fight, and I was like, one-hit kills. That would piss me off in an arcade. Yeah, well, that's like what it was quarter. supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's it. That's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. Yeah, how do we finish out this episode, do you think? I don't know. I but I think I vaguely remember there being another Final Fantasy game. Dr. <laughs> Scientist, is that true? There's at least one more for the NES. They made three? Yes. <laughs> what was this one called? Final Fantasy, the ultimate penultimate. <laughs> the ultimate penultimate? <laughs> Great name. No, I like it. <laughs> I was trying to, I'm trying to figure out what that would be. The final it would be a really great second to last episode. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there is a third one. 
Oh my god! And it is extremely similar to the other two. What happens? Are you are there four four kids again? Yes, and guess what? There's bad omens and bad things happening to the world. Do they have to get four crystal balls or something? Sort of. They gotta get four balls or something. <laughs> 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 the, the voice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking of the state. Like, oh, I just want to dip my balls in it. <laughs> oh, classic. But there's an earthquake that happens in the world. Oh, no. Oh, is it a bad one? Yes, it is a really bad one. What is it, like a 10? Uh, I would say an 11. <gasps> Whoa. But, uh, that's, not, that's not earthquakes. The Richter scale. Yeah, there's Richter scales. Yeah, but it only goes up to 10, doesn't it? Yes, that was the That's joke. What, uh, it was that bad. They had to make a new level. Okay. Earth shot. Noted. Gotcha. Wow, I didn't know that would go over his head that high. Speaking of high. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. But these four inquisitive children want to go investigate that. A cave that kind of opened up in the Ooh, because of the earthquake. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah, so they go. And they go in and there's, they see a... A crystal in there, so they go to touch it, and they have to fight a giant turtle. Oh no! But now uh, they beat the turtle. Oh, uh, it all comes full circle. Yes, <laughs> fighting turtles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they touch the wind crystal, and it imparts the knowledge of previous light warriors, and it tells them that they're the chosen ones, and they're going to have to save the world, unlike the other previous Final Fantasies, where they saved the world. Mm-hmm. Different worlds. So. Yes, and they're going to have to restore all the crystals and get their power. The power. So, <laughs> thank you. Just did that again. <laughs> so they go back to the town, and you end up having to fight this gin and saving the queen Sarah and blah blah blah. You you eventually meet the Sid of this game, and he has an airship, and he, oh. he decides like I can take you home, and then they go they go there and they find this. They end up having to I forget why they try to climb the mountain. I didn't write this down. I didn't play the game, so I don't remember. Oh no! But there's a mountain they try and climb, and a dragon kind of picks them up and takes them away, okay. and drops them in the in his nest, where they meet a fellow by the name of Dash, who has kind of had amnesia, doesn't know what he's supposed to do, but he does give them a spell called Mini, which shrinks themselves down. Oh, that's where you get it. Yeah. You said Dash is the guy's name. Yes, D E S C H. Yeah. Okay. I don't know actually how it's spelled in the game translation wise but so you get this then and you can go into you find this mini village and you go talk to people there and oh man my notes are terrible is there a chocobo farm there yeah somewhere that's after the mini village yes and there's also you try and get ships and there's vikings with ships and they're all their ships have been destroyed because the water temple is kind of on the fritz. Mm-hmm. So you go to this shrine to try and appease the Nepto, which is like the god of water or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly. Uh, okay. And sure, sure. you see that one of the gems from the shrine is missing. So you shrink down again and you climb inside the eye and you find this rat who stole the gem. So you beat the rat, take the gem, grow yourself all biggins again and put the eye in the shrine and it calms Nepto down. So the Vikings are all pleased and like, what do you want? We're like, we want a ship. So you give it, you give your ship. And now you can sail across the worlds, the world. And then you learn some about the tower, the crystals from various people, blah, blah, blah. And you go to the, 
Tower of Owen has one. Does she have one? Yes. Maybe. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm trying to read my notes. I'm trying to remember where they go. So we got the water crystal router. Is that yeah. what? Do we get that? From the pirates. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we already yes, got that. Some yes, skeleton yes, pirate yes, guy. Yes. All right. Absolutely. But you end up in this Tower of Owen and there's a Medusa. And the Medusa says something along the lines of, She's there to destroy the tower and drop the continent out of the sky, which doesn't make any sense to you because you don't know. It's just a, you're just on an island. It can't be in the sky. But you eventually beat the Medusa and Desh finally gains his memory. He's like, oh, I used to work in this tower. I keep the reactor fixed so the the continent doesn't fall out of the sky. And they're like, oh, okay. What does that mean? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Go find the power of fire. So he uh, sends you towards this dwarf cave because they know where the fire is. and you Dwarves there say their horn of ice has been stolen. So you go find who stole it, beat him, and then you start being followed around by the shadow. But you can't do anything about it. It just kind of follows you around. You take the horn of ice and put it into the, to where it belongs. And the shadow awakens. I can't remember. I didn't write the boss's name here. I don't remember who it was. The and, shot, yeah, I don't remember. And then he uh, steals both horns and runs away. He's like, ha ha, I'm going to get to the fire crystal first. So you eventually chase him and you get, beat him and then you awaken the power of the fire crystal and you have more jobs you can do because that's how job progression works in this game. Nice. I don't remember why you go to this town of Taco. I don't know people told you to. Tacos? Taco. Taco Tuesday. Do you guys have tacos? I wish. Yeah. You're making me hungry. Yeah. You end up go to this town and a guy named Hind takes you and jails you because that happens in every game. And so to get out of jail, you shrink yourself down to mini and you escape. And you find out the king has kidnapped or the king has been kidnapped by Hind. So you chase Hind down, beat him and save the king. Yay. Yay. King Argus. Is that his name? Or, yeah. yeah. So you take him to his castle. And he's like, to pay you back, I'm going to turn your regular ship into an airship. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Wish you could do that all the time. So that sounds pretty dope. Yeah. I know, right? It's kind of like those planes that can take off from the ocean. It's like an airplane had a baby with a boat. <laughs> exactly what it is. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> Ow! So uh, you get in your airship and you start flying and you fly off the edge of the continent. And apparently, everybody was right. Your continent's a floating continent. And there's a whole world beneath you. Oh, my God. And it seems flooded. And you can't understand why. And you come across the Temple of the Water Crystal. And the crystal is broken. And the crystal tells you to search for Elia. And since there isn't much left in the world, you eventually find her. And she mentions that after the earthquake, everything kind of sunk into the ocean because the water crystal has been going fritzy. So they, you tell her that they need her and she comes with you to the water temple and you fix, fix the crystal and you're attacked. Uh, and then Elia kind of just like, all right, now you have the power of the water crystal. So you got three crystals power now. Pretty sure she does a sack move here too. Yeah, yeah, it's a sack move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To give sack, you the power. I mean... But now that you've restored the water crystal to its thing, the world 
the flood is kind of reversed and the world reverts to what it was before. So you try and get in your ship and you find out that some asshole has changed your ship to the docks and you can't get away. Oh, what a trickster. <laughs> <laughs> so you go and find this guy and beat him and he kind of just like, haha, you can't get my crystal and he smashes it. And you're like, is that no. gold door with the yes. golden crystal? Yes, he has a gold crystal and everything is gold. He's like King Midas. Mm-hmm. But uh, you also find a bunch of people who tell you that since the earthquake, the dark and light have become unbalanced and they've got to try and balance them out again because that's how the way the universe works. Similar to Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, yeah, if you remember that. I have you go and you crash into a place. You get shot down. That's right. You're flying over and you're shot down and you crash. And you find uh, out the uh, king is crazy. He, he's broken his army up into two parts and having them fight each other, <laughs> which is kind of cool, actually. To have that power? Yeah. Yeah. Like fight amongst yourselves. The winner gets this donut. <laughs> I only want the best warriors. <laughs> but uh, you decide to go save the prince and try and help the king. So you save the prince. And he's all happy. And when you get back to the king, he's like, yeah, all right. Why don't you stay the night? And while you're sleeping, the king breaks into where you are and tries to kill you. Uh, sure. And you find out that he's being controlled by... Giganis? Is that what his name? I don't know. I don't remember either. But uh, eventually you beat him and you save the king from his mind control. And Prince and everybody's happy. And he tells you that there's a temple at the bottom of the sea. And uh, he can turn your airship slash ship into a submarine now. Oh, it's a really fast airship that you get. Yeah. And uh, he does that. And And just a note here. This airship comes fully equipped with a fat chocobo. Oh, yes. And all yeah, kinds yeah. of shops. Obviously. I don't know if you guys knew that. Don't all airships? <laughs> Isn't that how they float? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. So you go to the a castle that's known as Doga's Castle, where this fella named Doga lives. Mm-hmm. And he starts telling you that the great wizard Noah had been teaching him, Une, and Zand, I guess the ways of magic or whatever. And then when Noah died, he gave each of them a present. And he gave Doga magic, he gave Unai the dream realm, and he gave Zand the experience of humanity, which seems like a real oh, shitty one to get wow. after the other two. <laughs> Short straw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and Zand was understandably pissy about it because now he's mortal. And so he stole the earth crystal and caused the earthquakes and was trying to bring back the darkness because I guess it's very goth of him. Yeah. Everyone's going to die. Yeah. I'm going to take the universe with me. Fuck (laughs) him. So you go to try to find Une because Doga says you need her help and you eventually do. And they tell you that now you need the earth fang. So you got to go find that into the cave of darkness and blah, blah, blah. And then after you get the final Earth Fang, the Earth Fang, you go back and visit Doga. And he tells you that to defeat Zand, you have to beat him and Une in a fight. Uh, which I don't know why they just don't do sack moves, but you actually have to fight them. So after that, you have the powers and they tell you that you have to go to this tower and go to the place called Eureka and beat Zand. Mm-hmm. And this is where the show comes from. Sort of. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
So you go to get to the tower, you have to fight this labyrinth, which is conveniently where the earth crystal is. Mm-hmm. So you get the earth crystal and you get the, f- the penultimate job requirements. So you fight Bahamut? Uh, you can. That was kind of a side quest I ignored. Uh, okay. Like the Bahamut, Leviathan, and Odin. Odin. Yeah, Those right. are like powerful summons. They kind of like in, in future games, they come out, you have to fight them, and then you can summon them. Yeah, is battle. that the first instance of summons? I believe so. I don't think they were in two. Interesting. But this is where they, yes, they started. So after you fight through the labyrinth, you get to the Silks Tower, which is how you get to Eureka. And it goes through a lot of bosses and a long dungeon. And you get to this, I think it was the five demons, dragons that are chained up. Five of them, yeah. Yeah. Demons and dragons. What a terrible mix. <laughs> right. But uh, to save you, your friends kind of like, the friends you made along the way are the ones that save you from these uh-huh. guys. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and then, so you break in and you see Zan and he's like, ha ha, it's too late. You can't beat me. So you beat him. Oh, snap. <laughs> Naturally. But uh, he, he also, shit. He also <laughs> tells you that the, he's already summoned the cloud of darkness that's going to start annihilating everything. Oh, I'm so scared. So you go and <laughs> you go and you fight the cloud of darkness and it absolutely destroys you. Oh no. Can we be saved with a sack move? Well, Doga's already dead, but he revives you. Oh. Cool. And uh he tells you that you have to go to the dark world and stop them, stop the cloud of darkness. So you go to the dark world, which is convenient which is also where you awaken the four warriors of dark, since you're the warriors of light. Makes sense. Yes. And they tell you that in the past, they have destroyed the, they have reigned in the light to try and balance it out. But now the darkness is becoming too much. And you as the warriors of light are going to have to save or balance it back out. And eventually you fight your way through another dungeon of annoying enemies and bosses. And you get to the cloud of darkness. And the, all four dark warriors sack move themselves to weaken the cloud. So you can actually beat them. Whoa, a quad sack. Yeah, quad <laughs> quad sack. It's one four giant. More sacks every time. It's one giant sack move, but it takes four people. Damn. A four-man sack. Yeah, a four-man <laughs> sack move. That's just, oh, where's that hashtag at? <laughs> we got the, the sack fecta and the four-man sack. Sack fecta. Four-man sackeries. <laughs> But uh, they weaken the cloud enough and you fight the cloud of darkness and save the world from devastation again Yay. as warriors of light. Uh, yep. So is that, that's, that's it. That's that's it. it. Yeah, that's all three that's of them. It. That's it. That's it. That's all we got. There's not more. <laughs> well, there are more, but they're going to be longer ones. Right. right. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so these are the, are those the three NES Yes. Final Fantasies? So Final, after that, they move up. Final Fantasy IV is an SNES game. Were there ever any Final Fantasy games on Sega? No. Or TurboGrafx-16, I guess. Not. The first six were on Nintendo, and then PlayStation got 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11 12, 12, 13. 13 might have been on more than just PlayStation. Might have been Xbox. 15. <laughs> How many are there now? Numbered? Well, Yeah, what number are they up to? Well, they had they released fifteen a couple of years ago, but there's various other. Isn't there like fifteen X two and shit like that? There's yeah, there's yeah. there's sequels to individual numbers sequel things, and then there's spinoffs of other ones and different games entirely. The number, the numbered entries are like a new 
spin-off canon type. Yeah, like a, like its own its own story. Yeah, yeah its own world yeah. or universe type thing. It's yeah. like similar story, different people. Gotcha. They started but, diverging a little bit at four because the first three were just like your crystal warriors. Yeah, it's and, pretty much just the same thing over yeah. and over. Just different times it happened, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, it's pretty impressive that they mixed it up so much because the games they have now, not I mean, obviously graphics are different, but story-wise, they seem to be in a whole other realm. Yeah. Like, they've adapted with video games, and they're like, we've expanded, we've made things different, you know, we've added stuff. Well, 14's an MMO. Yeah, there's a couple MMOs. 11 was an MMO, too. It's interesting, though, how they do that, because it keeps it open, so if they if people keep complaining, they're like, these are too action, we want it to go back to their roots, they'll be like, all right, fine, we'll make a numbered entry that's <laughs> yeah. more like, oh, like... Yeah, or we'll just do a sequel to the one you were talking about. Yeah. Right, yeah. Or just do a remaster of 7 again, and the other <laughs> yeah. one will love us. Yeah, because there, there's 4, and then there's... Uh, Final Fantasy IV, The After Years, which tells the story of what happened after Final Fantasy IV. And then there's five. And then you six. know what I just found out, Papa Scotch? What's that? The Final Fantasy VII remake isn't even yep. the whole game. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. What do you mean it's not the whole game? It's half the first disc yeah, of the original it's about, game. Yeah. Half the first disc? That's what I was told. <laughs> yes, it's about right. That sounds like a... Prepackaged piece of horse shit. Yeah, it's right. A, it's a way for them to pay seventy dollars for eight times for the same game. It's fucking insane. eight. Did you just say eight? I don't know. They're gonna release small packages of it. Wow. And from what uh, Zorchium has told me, it the first game, the first sixty dollars ends about. Well, if you ever played it, when you leave Midgar, which is about halfway through the That's first ridiculous. disc. How many hours are we talking then for this version? Like, is there more to do? Is it actually feel like a full game or? I feel like you got screwed out of money. It would be hard to say because I know there's more. Like I know where the story goes. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'd it be actually... pissed if I like pre-ordered it, got it, and I was like, "Yeah, get what the, the ninety-dollar special edition." And it was yeah. like, "Oh, this is only the first." I couldn't even fight one of the ultimate weapons or whatever. There isn't a wow diamond weapon in this one. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be annoyed. It was full price, right? Yeah, I'm sure it was fifty-nine ninety-nine. Yeah. Horseshit. Why don't you tell us what yeah. the price was, Papa Scotch, as you look it up? I was actually looking up how many Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games there are. <laughs> and there are a lot of them. Really? How many more for NES? Uh, for NES, they had the uh, uh, the arcade game, obviously. Yeah. And then they had... Well, I have never heard of some of these. Holy shit. Um, I know Turtles in Time and the Manhattan Project. I remember the Manhattan uh, Project. Yeah, I remember hearing about it. Those were on NES, but holy fuck, there are a lot of games. Do they have a Turtles fighting game? I don't think so. I don't know why I thought that. I, there might, have, there may have been, but I can't. I don't remember ever seeing it. Apparently, the last game that had the Turtles in it, aside from mobile games that were released, was a game called Nickelodeon Kart Racers. Oh yeah, yeah. That sounds like a fun game. Like. From 2018. Mario Kart ripoff. Yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it is. Yeah, but with characters that are cool. Like, Hey Arnold. <laughs> and, and Angry Beavers. And Pete and Pete. <laughs> yeah. Cat Dog. I am reading here as I go through this that Injustice 2 had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle characters that you could play as part of DLC Fighter Pack 3. Oh, so it was a fighter game, right? It was a fighting yeah, it was game, the but DC yeah. DC Universe. Yeah, it was like Superman and Batman. All right. 
Maybe that's where I saw him. But man, Jesus, there are a lot of games. And we'll have so many to get to in future episodes. <laughs> oh, you thought this one was good. Wait. <laughs> yeah, wait till our mobile only episode. <laughs> Pokemon Go. Can't wait to talk about Tiny Wings. Angry Birds. Fuck. I could sit here and talk for 7 to 12 hours about Doodle Jump alone. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking game. Doodle right. Jump. I mean, I, is there anything we want to say about these fine Nintendo games? No, they were good at their time. Yeah, they, they were a thing. I played the shit out of Final Fantasy. I kind of want to play Final Fantasy now. Uh, I remember when I played the original Nintendo game, I got to the final boss and he killed my three guys except my white mage who is probably the shittiest fighter. And I was like, fucking, I'm going to die. Because you, you can't save in that thing. So you have to go down everything and fight all the bosses all again. If you die. Nice. Oh, boy. And I just like, fuck it. So I just fought with my, my white mage. And she attacked and hit him. And it won. And she was the only one standing when he let, died. Like he only had nice. one hit left? Yeah. He had like one hit point left. <laughs> nice. And I think I did like 13 damage and it killed him. <laughs> awesome. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's say... Uh, Someone was a really huge fan of maybe the other Turtles games like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Rooftop Run or Teenage, <laughs> or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Rumble or, I don't know, maybe even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Smash Up or TMNT The Shredder Reborn or, I don't know, possibly Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Ninja Tribunal or T- just TMNT or TMNT Ninja games? Adventures or TMNT The Power of Four or TMNT Way of the Warrior or TMNT Mutants and Monsters and Mayhem, or TMNT Battle for the City, and they wanted to let us know about it in over a thousand words, where would they send that email to, <laughs> Sir Chump Slap? Uh, you can send that to plottytime at gmail.com. I won't listen to it, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll respond to it. All right, perfect. And let's say they wanted to get into the socials immediately, telling us why Final Fantasy II was actually the best, the ultimate penultimate of the series. <laughs> And uh, that seven was actually really good as a remake. Where would they uh, get to us on the socials there, Dr. Scientist? At Plotty Time on Twitter and Instagram. Oh. Perfect. Perfect. So then also, I guess if you want to watch these, our logo as you listen to the podcast, head on over to YouTube on our YouTube channel for Plotty Time. You can also see Papa Scotch Mukbang. Not yet. Coming You're soon. Getting, coming getting soon. Getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> It'll be right after Chump Slap's ASMR video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know you want it. All right, well, we'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Smell you later. Peace.